Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Success On Demand today. I am your host, D. Lake, and I know it has been a while, but I'm I'm sure that y'all are hyped how I am just to be able to have some new faces on the show, just a nice breath of fresh air, and really just getting to see what people are working on right now. So today, I want to introduce you guys to someone who I worked with really a long time ago a long, long time ago. And just to know that you can, you know, double back around to find people that you started with and see that they're in those positions where you guys just dreamed about being in. So without further ado, I would like to welcome you guys, Shakira White. And I'm going to give her a few minutes to just introduce herself the only way that she knows how, and then we'll jump right into the meat of the interview. Okay. Hey guys, I am Shakira White, as she already mentioned. First of all, thank you for having me on the show. I really do appreciate it. And it's so true being able to double back around with people that you started with. Like, it's just amazing. Yes. We we (laughs) have history, y'all. Yeah. And it's really an inspiration just to be able to see like the growth among friends. But Um, Just a little bit about myself. I am a graduate student at Florida State University. And before attending Florida State University, I graduated from Florida A&M University. And (laughs) there I majored in business administration. And it was also there that I discovered my passion for blogging and just creating content for other people. And honestly, I hadn't really honed in on who my target audience really was until recently when someone was doing an interview and they described it as they said that my platform caters to millennial black women. Ooh. Yeah. And I was okay. like, that's true. You know, all these years I've been creating this content and I never really knew like who it was for, but I just knew they were getting it. But when he said that, I was like, wow, that's true. So I create content for millennial black women through blogging, through YouTube, um, also through my brand Shakira White Apparel, where I have t-shirts and newly my podcast, which is Carefree Black Girl Diaries. Yes. So those are all the things that I'm up to right now. And it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. But those hats, it's a blessing to be able to wear different hats, though, because you never know when you got to snatch one off and put another one back That's on. You know, true. So it's a blessing to be able to and the, even just the way that you described everything that you're doing so eloquently. I think that that's in itself just a skill that as an entrepreneur you have to work on. And it sounds like you've really, you've really got your, the way that you explain yourself down. And I love that because it's not overwhelming. You know, when you do a lot of stuff and you're trying to explain it to someone and it's like, I feel like I'm putting too much on them at one time. (laughs) (laughs) So so it's cool to be able to just, you know, put it, make it short and sweet. Like what you did. It was perfect. Thank you. It was really good. And so the the first thing that I want to talk to you about is 
since we we both have that school background where, you know, when you're in school, it's not always the first choice to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. once you graduate. You know, most of the time they're like, you know, go get this, this Fortune 500 um, company job. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure you got this kind of salary, blah, blah, blah. You know, how did you in your journey go from, OK, I'm this student who should be searching for this job to there may be opportunities in entrepreneurship for me. Like, how did you work that out in your journey? Um, It's funny because, and I'm glad you asked because no one has ever really asked me this question, but when I graduated from high school, I knew I wanted to go to family because they had a good business school. And I was like, Oh yeah, business. Like I'm going to be able to learn about entrepreneurship. And I was so wrong. Because the business school teaches you exactly how you said, like, to go and work for a Fortune 500 company. That's yeah. how they molded us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like it. I was so unhappy. Yeah. Oh, like, girl, we're going to have a conversation today. Yes, go ahead. I was so unhappy because I'm just like, y'all don't have not one entrepreneurship class. Like, how is this a business school? But I never let go of the fact that I knew I wanted to do that. I was never a person that wanted to go and work for a big company and it's not to knock anyone else that wants to but I just knew right. I couldn't yes yes I'm so happy that you touched on that because what I tell people often is that when I was in school like my going into my second year in SBI FAMU I was like I will not be working for nobody I'm not feeling it like I was in and as a child and even going into my teenage years I was always like "Ooh, I want to be a veterinarian is what I started out as and then it was "Ooh, I want to be in public relations but I want to work for some big firm like I had plans to work for people you know and then at some point it was just like Oh, no. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay. But just like you said, I don't knock anybody because um, I read this post the other day. And basically, I I don't know it verbatim, my memory bad, y'all. But basically, she was saying (laughs) that in this day and age, we have um, this thing about knocking people who love their nine to fives. Mm -hmm. And what it is to me is that I just feel like everybody has a role. You know, some people don't want to have their own business. Some people don't want to, um, you know, be responsible for their paycheck. You know, people want to have that guarantee. And then we all have different risk tolerances, too. Mm -hmm. Because I was totally fine with, you know, giving jobs to deuces. You know, and being like, all right, let me (laughs) let me figure it out. But some people are like, you know, their circumstances are different. I have kids. I need my insurance. I need this. You know, everyone's mind is just different. And. That that post really stuck out to me because I was like, okay, you're showing me a different side now, right? Because people's right. people's situations are different. You just never know. You just never know what people are built for. That's true, and I think it goes both ways. Like I feel like entrepreneurs should be more understanding of people that would like to have the security of a nine to five job, and I also yeah. feel like people with nine to five should be respectful of people that want to go out on a limb and like open a business where it's not as secure. So we just have to understand each other. Yes, yes, yes. So true. So true. And then that kind of goes into what I wanted to ask you about next with just the, the differences between having that security and then being an entrepreneur and having to figure things out. How did you make that transition into, okay, this is my brand new brand. How am I going to put it on the map? How am I going to set myself up so that people can discover this brand of mine? 
So that is the great thing about college. College gives you so many connections and you don't really realize it until afterwards or like maybe in the, you know, the journey, your senior year, that's when you really start seeing it. But fam, you were such a blessing because that's when I started both my apparel and my blogging. And I, I was just surrounded by so many amazing people that just like supported it. Even people that didn't know me personally at FAMU, but they just saw like, oh, it's a girl that goes to school here and she started a blog and they would just read it just yes. for the simple fact that I was a rattler like them, you know? So I think that that really helped me because I don't know if I would have been able to have the same beginning if I didn't have the access to all of those people from college. Yes. that I, And I have this conversation with people often. I think that it's really important for people to see that blessing of just being in college and being able to um, circulate throughout all of the different classes you have to go to and meeting people and just creating those really minuscule relationships at first, because that's what they were. I noticed that the people that I didn't even deal with like that, like we might've not hung out. We may not have had a ton of classes together or anything like that, but they're the people who are looking at you from the background and going, okay, I see, I see you moving. Like I see you leveling yourself up. And they're the people who are like, you know, just because I've gotten to step back and see your journey, I kind of want to support this now. You know, I want to share your post and stuff like that now. And that always is so surprising to me just to see the people who have been supporting you from the background. Oh, it is. Especially if it's like a random DM or like a random message. And it's just like, just know, like, I remember we took that one class together, but I've been watching you do your thing. Just keep it up. And I'm always like caught off guard. Like, wow, really? So it's great. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that even just in other places, too, people can build those networks. That is true. Like even just in in the workplace, too, even when I am speaking to a woman who's like, you know, I want to be done with my job. I want to be an entrepreneur full time now. I'm sick of this. I'm like, you need to figure out how to make that situation that you're in at that job beneficial to you. So if you got to get some people in that network, then cool. If you need to go to with your boss to some meetings and put your face in the place, then cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you don't have to be here anyway, you might as well, you might as well try to figure out. Yeah. And it's, it's that simple too. I think that just anywhere that you are just figuring out, how can I make this, how can I make this beneficial? Who can I put in my network from here? So true. Because you just never know. Even in our situation, we met at a church panel. Exactly. <laughs> a church panel of all places. Like, it's, it's, it's so simple just to say, hey, you know, I remember this person's name. Let me look them up or let me follow them. And then you never know when they're going to pop up years exactly. later. It's just so many different ways to build that network. And that reminds me, um, I went to a conference earlier this summer and they were saying, I think it was like Angela Rye, you know, Angela. And she Ooh, was saying yes. like, the problem with a lot of us is the fact that we try to network up instead of networking across <laughs> Like we want to get to the head person. We want to talk to who's in charge instead of talking to who's right next to you, who's on the same playing field, because you never know five years from now what position they're going to be in. You know? Yes. Shakira, I literally, I literally was just on an interview before this. And when I told her, because I heard that same quote from Issa Rae. Yeah, she said and I, I was telling yeah, and then literally I was 
sitting here like, well, I'm going to tell Shakira this too. And then you said it, girl. That's my favorite networking quote of in life. Same. In life. Same. Because you just, I think the way that um, a long time ago when I was on a totally different interview, the way she explained it to me, she said that sometimes when you're trying to reach at that CEO or at that big time um, fashion editor and you can't reach her, you never know that um, her assistant is the one that has the most access to mm-hmm. her. And just by speaking to her assistant and figuring out, hey, what's the best way to get in contact with so-and-so? Just by having that relationship with her, you may open up the opportunity for you to finally reach that person. And she even said the janitors. 100%. The janitors knowing everybody in the building. Yeah. <laughs> so figure out who on your level you need to speak to that can put you in those places where you can get those opportunities. Like that quote was spot on. I'm so happy you said that. I've been thinking about that all day. It's so true. You know, I think if it we, is. if more people adopted that and actually put it into effect, we'll be a whole lot more successful. Yes. And okay. So after you've already put yourself in the place or naturally been in the place to build a network for yourself. At what point did you decide to start using other methods to get people outside of your network? What did you do to create that interest for people that you may not have that immediate reach to? Now that is funny because I don't really have like a solid answer. Well, I have two different things. One is the fact that the people that were in my immediate networks, they had access to those people that I may not have been able to reach immediately. Like they would share with their friends or even sometimes their mothers. Like there are guys that went to family with me that bought like shirts for their moms or like share my website with their mom. So it's all about like whoever is close to you, what relationships do they have with other people? And can they share your work, you know, if you can't get to those people. So that was a blessing. And then two, I think being able to have different platforms as opposed to just one platform was like a great thing because once I started YouTube, the people that, you know, watch me on YouTube, then they started reading my blog and vice versa. The people that read my blog, then they reached over to YouTube and then the people from YouTube latched on to my podcast. So having different platforms is great because you have different people for each platform. Like if you have a blog, you have people that like to read. If you have YouTube, you have people that like visual content. They like to intake things that way. If you have a podcast, you like people that are like auditory learners. So being able to reach all of these different people via different networks and platforms is like a great thing. And if they love you enough, then they'll switch over to other platforms because they just can't get enough. You know, if they like you as a person. Yes. And you just there were two things that you hit right on the head. And I have to write a little note down so I won't forget. Okay, the first thing that you said that was literal like gold. This is something that it as an influencer, it's really cool to understand this, is that different types of audiences are going to want different kinds of Mm -hmm. content and not just trying to make some cookie cutter content that everybody is going to want to consume. Right. Because just like you said, you have those people who they want to just watch YouTube videos. They don't really do Instagram like that. Maybe they don't really like 
pictures. Maybe it bores mm-hmm. them. Just so just creating that um, video content is great for them. And then, like, you have your podcast, too. There's a lot of people on the go who they drive a lot. They can't look down at videos all day. Right. Maybe they can pick the audio in. I think once you finally are able to harness that and create your content accordingly, you're able to catch so many different people and the people who are on dual platforms too. So I love that you gave that tip. No problem. Now, the other thing that I wanted to touch on was the fact that you said if they love you, because that's a big deal too. Not even the idea of, you know, just saying, oh, okay, they really like you, but just the fact that if you're being yourself, and you're catching those people who are interested in people who are like you, yeah. then you're able yeah. to, to really capture the people who are really supposed to mess with you. Because you don't have to have 10K or 20K followers for, for you to be considered successful. You can have a good 7,000 who are engaging, <laughs> and everything will be peaches and That's cream. good. That's good, what you just said. Because I think there's a misconception that numbers equal engagement. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. People think they see big followers. Um, You have 50K subscribers on YouTube or you have, what you said, 11K Instagram followers. That doesn't mean that all 11,000 of those people are engaged with you, you know? And I think that it's good for people to understand that. Just because you may not have, like, a huge number doesn't mean that the audience isn't there. Yes, Yes, that is so true. Because then even something that I want to just like take some time to learn more about so I can do some kind of podcast or something on it is just the fact that there are also some ways of, you know, getting followers, even just back in the day when people were buying followers and different things like that, stuff that messes up your algorithm Mm -hmm. for the future. Or it messes up how people interact with your stuff for the future and how accurate your um, insights and your statistics are. Because I saw that with one of my really old pages, there were a lot of followers. But like you said, the engagement was low. And I'm like, well, what is up with this? And it wasn't until I started completely open took out all of the spam pages, all of the people who were just following because I was posting random viral content at the time, you know, just really doing that refresh. It wasn't until then that I was able to start getting, you know, those people trickling in who were really interested in the content. And that's what's important. It's not the numbers, just like you said before. It's really about that quality of the the type of follower that you have coming Exactly. In. The quality, not quantity. Yes. <laughs> Very, 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 very true. And um, there was one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, too, as far as how you use each of your platforms. Are you someone who, if you post on one place, you're spreading that same post over all of them? Or are you someone who believes in creating specific content for each of your platforms? I don't like posting the same thing on all of my different platforms just because kind of with social media, it's kind of the same thing when it comes to like podcasting, YouTube, blogging like that. People on Twitter are not the same people that are on Instagram (laughs) and are not the same people that are on Snapchat. So it's the same thing. Honestly, you have to adjust, adjust it in such a way that it still, it seamlessly flows. So it's not like it's random. It all goes together, whether it's, the font, whether it's the color scheme, whether it's an image that you're using, 
but it should still be tailored to the platform. Yes, yes, so very true. And you broke that down so perfectly. I won't even say nothing else <laughs> on top of that. But but for real. So I would I would lean more towards the way that you were saying as well with just creating that content that's customized to whatever platform you're putting it on. Right. And you'll see the engagement skyrocket with that too. You will. That's another cool increase. So with your um, clothing brand that you have, where does your inspiration come from as far as putting yourself in a place where it's not in that saturated industry with fashion, but where you're creating things that people have never seen before? How are you putting yourself in that space creatively to create those things? I try not to look at other brands that kind of fit within the same niche because I think when you mm. look at what other people are doing, you subconsciously start adjusting to what they do. So like I try not yes. to go on pages of like other people that make t-shirts or anything like that, just because I don't want to see, say like I see a quote on the shirt and I'm like, Oh, I like that quote. And it's not even conscious. I'm not doing it consciously, but when I'm designing my next shirt, I'm putting a certain phrase or wording it a certain way yes. that reminds me of what I saw, you know? So yes. I try not to do that. I try to just come from a place from within. Um, if a, if something like sparks my interest, I'll write it down. I keep a book with like all of my ideas and thoughts. So I'll write it down really quickly so I don't lose it. And I'll try to play around with it like on my computer, the design and everything. And if I like it, I'll run with it. If not, you know, I'll let it sit because sometimes I think we try to run and force something. But there have been designs that I've made like, I started it and then came back five months later and was like, I know what I can do with this. Yeah. So you just have to take your time with Listen, it. You, I just want to thank you for being so transparent with that because it's not even the fact that just like you said, it's nothing you're doing intentionally to try to, once you look at something to create an idea that favors it or just like the phrases or anything like that. It's just the fact of taking that initiative to say, you know, I'm not going to look at this mm -hmm. stuff or I'm going to get my inspiration from um, going and, and taking a walk through a garden or something like right. that. Like everyone has their different creative process, but I think it is important to know that sometimes it's not the best to go and look for inspiration in other um, people's work that's similar to yours. Because sometimes it does take away that authenticity factor or that, that ability to be genuine in your ideas. And the reason I asked about where you find your creativity is because that's one of the things that really caught my attention this second time of me just like rediscovering what you're doing right now. That really caught my attention because I love clothes. <laughs> I'll buy something every single day. But, <laughs> but <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm, I'm a bargain shopper though. So it's, 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 it's cool, yeah. but that's what I noticed about what you're doing right now is just how you're communicating your style at this point, like how your expression is. And it's very engaging. And I see that come out not just in your T-shirts, but in your personal brand. Thank too. You. And I think that you're welcome. <laughs> and I think that that's that's really what's going to help people to attach to your brand. Because if you're living your life unapologetically and you're, you know, really representing for the millennials, 
then it puts you in a position where people can say, okay, I can see her brand come out through her personal life. I see that she really lives this. And I want to learn more, not just about her brand, but about her too. And you're really doing a good job of communicating that. Thank you. And I think people too, it's kind of related, but also unrelated at the same time. I think that people (laughs) kind of... Um, they try to make an image of what they think people will like to try to attract followers and um, supporters and things like that. But people value just genuine energy. People will know when you're faking it. They will know. And if you're just like a genuine person, people will come naturally. It might not be in the time span that you want them to come, but they will come. And you just have to just, Keep being your authentic and genuine self. And the people that are supposed to be there for you will be there. And those are the people that will ride for you to the end, till the wheels fall off. Yes. <laughs> that was such a good point. That's that when people ask about how they can build a following or how they can build a community or a tribe authentically, I'm like, when you're just being yourself, people will come, but they're not going to always come flooding in like how you see some people who actually have that that blessing of just overnight, you know, they become famous or whatever. That's not going to be everybody's story. Exactly. But just realizing that like when you're being yourself, people will come as they come. But, you know, when they do come, they drink 100%. because you being you and they're <laughs> they're attached to what you actually do, not the vision that you're making of what you what you want people to think that you right so just that time frame I love that you just said that it's not always going to come in the time frame that you want it to come but it's going to be there I believe it so um the last thing that I just want you to tell us about is just you know what is your mission for this brand carefree black girl diaries like what is your um like what is it that you're trying to push what's your vision for it with this I wanted to I always wanted to be surrounded around the podcast. I always want people to be able to either play it in their cars or play it low on their jobs or listen to it through headphones and feel like they're in a safe space, which is why I always open it with welcome to the carefree family, because I want people to know that they aren't in it alone and whatever they're struggling with, there are tens of thousands of people that are struggling with the same thing so this will be a space for you to just kind of unload unwind at the same time and just know that you're surrounded by other people even if it's just a podcast you know I want people to be able to sense that while they're listening there are other people listening as well that need to hear the same thing that they're listening to and beyond the podcast I want it to be just a brand where we can have events across the country, maybe even, you know, across the world where black women can come and be carefree, truly carefree. That's so beautiful. Thank you. That's so beautiful. (laughs) And I can't wait because I was just about to ask you what's coming up. What's in the future? What can we expect from you? Like what's, what's up? You know, you know, see you asking the right questions. You're asking the right (laughs) questions. We are going to have an event this year at the end of the year. We don't have a solid date, but I will give it to you once we have it so you can let your listeners know. Yes. And we're going to have a, an amazing event. I won't say who it's in um, collaboration with, but it's 
someone that's very, you know, influential. And it's just going to be so nice. It's going to be a safe space for all of us to come, especially creatives, so that you can come and kind of learn more about your craft, whether it's blogging, whether it's podcasting, YouTube, modeling, photography, whatever it is, you'll be able to come and learn something here. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Please do not forget to tell I won't. I will travel to come to this, especially since this is the this will be the first event, yes, right? Yes, it will. I'll give you, maybe oh, I can give yeah. you a ticket and maybe like two for your listeners. Oh, good. I would yeah. love that. I would love okay. that. We'll definitely promote it. You said the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely be there. We'll cover some stuff too so that we can catch a little recap of everything going on. But oh, I'm late. excited for that. I'm very I'm excited like for you. Because you, it just seems like you've hit the ground running. Like I, have, I just And it took me a while. <laughs> But you are, and you're doing it, and it's just, it's exciting when someone comes up with a really, like, interactive, like, engaging brand, and you just don't know what to expect next. It's just an exciting journey to watch when, I I know what I've seen from your personal brand, but as far as what you're doing with Carefree Black Girl Diaries, it's just, when I look at the posts and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, this is dope. Okay, I see the vision a little more now. Okay, I'm Thank feeling you. it. <laughs> like, for real, I'm very interested in everything that's going on, and we will continue to just support what you're doing, and we will be at that event. So that's a, that's a 100%. And we'll just be looking forward to what you have next. And I'm looking forward to, don't forget, like, I'll keep you updated with everything. Please do. Please do. I Maybe think, you can do, like, I a giveaway or something. Mm -hmm. I think I will. I think I will. I was just going to tell you that we'll talk about, we'll talk about some stuff that we can do to get everyone, you know, in the know about when this event is and how dope it's going to be. Because I know it's going to be dope. Right. It's going to be you. dope. But thank you for coming on. Because this was me. this was a quick turnaround too. Like we made this happen quickly. I was just like <laughs> vlogging, right? Because I said I wanted my subscribers to be able to kind of see like the behind the scenes of things because you just see like the end product most times, right? So yeah. I was telling them like I have a podcast with you coming up and I was setting it up and I was like, was it like two days ago? Literally. <laughs> Literally, it was it was just a hop and a skip ago. That's why yeah. I was like, yeah, we really did this, and I think that this is a good this is a good comeback just to let people know that don't lose don't lose hope, don't lose Ever. hope. Whatever you're doing, do it how you love it. If you want to work and you want to be an entrepreneur, do it. If you want to jump, do it. Do it. <laughs> it, right. don't, it don't matter what you want to do. Everything is fine as long as you're okay with doing it. And I just, I love all of this. So hopefully people go and check out what's going on. Oh, tell them where they can find you. Like the Instagram and everything. Find, forget me. You can find <laughs> Carefree Black Girl Diaries <laughs> on Instagram at Carefree Black Girl Diaries. And you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, through the Apple app, through the new Google podcast app that they just developed. You can listen on Anchor. Radio Public, there are so many platforms, but those are like the main yes. ones that people tend to use. Yes, please go and follow. Please go and follow. Yes. And I'll make Join sure our I family. Put the links and everything below so people know where to find you and they know what's up. But really, 
seriously, thank you for coming on today. You've been so pleasant. And even just the the tips and stuff and the jewels that you dropped today, somebody's going to be very appreciative. I hope so. They will. They will. And maybe, oh, maybe in like a year or so or some amount of time, we can bring you back on. I think it will be cool to talk about like where you've gone between now and then. Oh, that would be dope. Like something like that would be cool because I, I think it pays for people to see the journey too. like, OK, she said this and then look at everything she's accomplished since then. So, yeah, I agree. Like, We'll talk about something like that, but for for everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. I I really hope that you enjoy Shakira today and that you go check her out on Instagram, Carefree Black Girl Diaries. And for everyone that's in the Central Florida area, do not forget about our two huge expos coming up in Orlando. The first being the Florida Small Business Expo, September 8th, and we still have vendor spots available for that. And the Florida Beauty Expo, which is on October 20th and that's for all of our beauty influencers so if you have any questions feel free to reach out to me I had such a good time with you guys today and until next time I will see you then hey y'all I'm Shakira and you've heard my story here on success on demand